Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We just form a fucking wall. O'Neal deep on the post, lots of contact there. Oh, what a block by Wallace! What wow. a jump ball! This team's down four, 12 8, 7 38 to play the first one. First from Rodney, stuck into the rim! Reggie inside for Andre, and a dynamite dunk! Pistons fans, hello and welcome to another edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast. Brendan Johnson, Aaron Johnson, Ryan Pay, all here with you to discuss, uh, well, your struggling Detroit Pistons. And boys, last week on the pod, I just want to get right to the point. I predicted the Pistons would go 2-1. and one. I thought the for sure give me game was going to be at home versus Minnesota. The return of Blake Griffin. And they are unable to get the job done. I think Aaron and I were the only two on the pod last week. Aaron took the gutsy prediction of 3-0. and I was realistic and said that Miami game on the back-to-back in Miami. Chance that Blake doesn't play. Uh, no, not going to happen. But Friday in Charlotte. Charlotte, a struggling team. Detroit should have went out and taken care of business. And they end up falling 109-106 to 106, uh, off a shot at the buzzer. Um, and the Pistons go, well, 0-3 this past week. In what was disappointing fashion, in two of the three games that I think Detroit could have won, no reason they couldn't have competed more in that Miami game either. But nonetheless, uh I mean, where are we at with this team, boys? I guess maybe before we get into the basketball talk, you know, we doing okay. Obviously, uh, it's been a slow start for the Pistons, though. Yeah, not what I expected the week to be for Detroit. I went out on a limb and said they'd go 3-0. and uh, They went the opposite of that, 0-3. So not the week that I anticipated for the Pistons, but, you know, we're going to get into some stuff on the podcast that needs to be discussed today with how everyone has reacted to the week. Uh, so we'll get into that, and I'll save my opinion, my analysis for for those questions due to come on this week's podcast. Yeah, good to be back, boys. But uh, yeah, that three, you know, that's crazy times. I meant to talk to you about that, but here we are. No better place to talk about it than on the pod with you. I mean, that three, you know, I, during a week, that's crazy times. That prediction, you know, I I, I looked how, at the like, schedule, how dare you? And I thought, hey, man, these are three games that a good team. Goes out and wins, and well, the Pistons did the exact opposite, as I already said. So, uh, you know, I'm wrong. I'm not wrong a lot. I was definitely wrong this time, though. So they've lost four consecutive games, all of those by single digits, with the largest lost or largest loss, excuse me, being to Miami, uh, a nine-point defeat where they lost 117 to 108. But I mean, Minnesota was a six-point game. Charlotte was a three-point game. And the last loss was then Friday the 8th where they lost uh, in Indiana by 6-112 to 106. But I think, you, I think you've got to start to feel at least a little uneasy. And I think the question's going to come up, is it time to hit the panic button? Should people be freaking out about this Pistons team yet? And I think those are two different questions. Um, so, so I guess one... You know, should you know should Pistons fans be freaking out, Aaron and Ryan? And then two, you know, is it time to hit the panic button? 
No, no to both those questions because we're what three weeks into the season? Thirteen games in. Thirteen games in. Thirteen games in, and Blake Griffin's played two games, and we're gonna ha- absolutely hit the panic button. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be. It, me. It, it's it won't be me. I'll tell you that much. Um, when your best player doesn't play, hasn't played more than two games in the year, uh, it's hard for me to. Say this early into the season that the season's a wash. This is, you know, a, a lost season. They should be blowing it up. They should be trading Blake. They should be trading Drummond. They should be trading Derrick Rose. They should be trading whoever. Uh, you won't find me saying that. And I think that, you know, it kind of goes back to what I said a few weeks ago on the podcast. Um, you know, if, if the Pistons, you know, if they started the season slow, if, if if a slow start to the season was what you needed to realize that this team needed to blow it up, then they should have blown it up a long time ago. You're 13 games in. Just as teams have extremely hot starts to the season, I mean, I remember the Orlando Magic, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, where they started off the year looking really, really good, were one of the top seeds in the Eastern Conference, and then kaput, you know, they fell apart. So, just as teams have hot starts to the year, teams have slow starts to the year. And when you look at what the Pistons have gone through, with Blake Griffin playing just two games, Derek Rose has missed games, Reed Jackson's only played in two games. Uh, you know, they've had other injuries. Now Tony Snell's down. They've had a ton of injuries right at the beginning of the year. They've played the most games in the league so far. Uh, so, And they've played, you know, three back-to-backs. I think it, you know, might, it might even be four, but they've played a considerable amount of back-to-backs already. I'm not pressing the panic button uh, 13 games into the year when you know that there's enough talent on this team. You see that Bruce Brown's gotten better, Luke Kennard's gotten better. Uh, you know your core pieces. You know your core young pieces have gotten better. Once you're able to put Blake back into that, get Derrick Rose to build a comfort level with the roster at a healthy in a healthy position. It's going to be a different ball club, and that's going to take time. Just like it was going to take time at the beginning of the year if Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin were on the court with you know the rest of the guys that have been able to play the majority of the season so far. Uh, but you know it would have taken time to build that chemistry at the beginning of the season. So it, it's going to take some time now to do that. Uh, so pushing the panic button, you know, exclaiming that this team needs to blow it up, rebuild. Maybe they do. Maybe at the end of the day they really do. But if if your reasoning as to why they need to blow it up is because they started slow throughout the first 13 games of the year, even though they've had a ton of injuries, that that's just the wrong reasoning, in my opinion. I'll go back to, I don't know, about a month ago, maybe a little more. On the pod, I had said, talk, we had talked about when when are the Pistons going to make some changes, what would, what would need to happen for the Pistons to kind of blow it up in a sense. And I had mentioned that 15 games into the year, if it was a slow start, you could start seeing some panic and some consideration to blow it up. And I guess I need to change my tune a little bit from that in the fact that that was when we I wasn't aware of Blake Griffin being injured and Derrick Rose being injured and all those different things. And yes, building your team around two injury-prone players not isn't necessarily the way to go. I mean, look what happens. We constantly find ourselves saying, well, if he can just stay healthy, and if he can just stay healthy, if they can just stay healthy, this is what we could be. And I get that is problematic, but like Aaron, I'm not here to blow it up or hit the panic button just yet. 
Derrick no. Rose took four games off. Blake Griffin's played two games all year. This team, before Blake came back, had found a bit of a flow to how they like to play with each other. They were still perfecting it, um, but they had found a little bit of a, flow, of a flow. And then Blake Griffin comes back, a guy who demands a lot of touches, a lot of ball control, because that's the player he is. He's your superstar. It throws off everything that they built. That's just a fact. So that chemistry is being relearned with Blake Griffin on the floor. Right. So it's going to take a little bit of time. Granted, do the Pistons have you know all this time in the world? Not necessarily. But we're 13 games in. Let's not absolutely lose our minds yet. Is it? I'm, am I cool? Am I fine with you? You know, being upset. Hey, I'm upset too. This is this sucks. This is not fun. But we all gotta just take a breath. And we really have to ride it out to about 30, 35 games, I'd say. Even, see where this really is. Even more than that. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're not they're not gonna be making any big moves until December fifteenth no. anyway. Yeah, they can't make any players, big moves anyway. Players that signed in the offseason aren't eligible to be traded until December fifteenth. So, you know, that stands for Derrick Rose, that stands for Markeith Morris, those kind of guys. But it also stands for every other player in the league on every other team throughout the league that signed as a free agent in the offseason. So there's no real moves. Uh, of much substance being made, most likely until December fifteenth. Uh, but even then, you know, you gotta just give this team some time. And if they are able to get healthy uh, and play the next 10, 15, 20 games, I'd say at least twenty. And they're still kind of bumming around thirty-five games into the season, and they've been healthy since you know game twelve, thirteen, whatever. Then fine. Then it's. Maybe we do need to blow it up. But right now, for the circumstances that the Pistons have played with and gone through with, now is that, that's just not the reason. If you think they should blow it up because they're, they're building around the wrong players, they don't have a good enough core, that's fine. But if your reasoning for believing they should blow it up is because of their slow start to this season, 13 games in, then you're just wrong. Well, you both have already kind of answered what my next question was going to be. And it was simply, how long do they get? Like, what is the time frame? Until people, you know, should maybe hit that panic button before it's really maybe just and fair to say, we've got to start making some moves. We've got to start reevaluating this thing. How many more games really do they get before that becomes a fair reaction? I think Ryan I think Ryan gave a good number. I think 35 games at least is necessary. So an additional 22? At least, yeah. Okay. Hitting that halfway point, that forty-one game mark, at like is my most. I'd say. I mean, but granted, at the same time, this team was able to find a flow without Blake Griffin rather quickly. With Blake Griffin back, I expect them to be able to find a flow pretty quickly as well. Blake is playing his way into game shape too. Yeah, that's what people. I know. People expected Blake to come back. You can't and be the player that he was last year. Well, and and this dude's playing basketball again for the first time in a little bit. But that's also why you know. You said that halfway point's kind of like your most. To me, it's about 25 games in. I think you get the first 25, um, 25 to 27, puts you about a quarter of the way through your schedule. By that point, you kind of know what you are, where you're going to finish. Because if it takes Detroit another 10, 12 games uh, of you know figuring things out, battling through injuries, and they go 2-8, uh, and eight, you know, three and ten, whatever, in the next anywhere from eight to fifteen games, then there's going to be a problem. And it goes back to the problem of building around injury-prone 
and injury-riddled in the past players. Right. You're on minutes restrictions with guys like Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose. And those are two guys you really need to really find a flow in how these rotations in the season is going to go. Right. Right. And they're on minutes. It's just, it makes it so much more difficult with these minutes restrictions and how these rotations are going to... I don't know. It's just... It's interesting, man. At the end of the day, building your roster around and hoping for guys who are injury-prone, it's just clearly not the way to do it. So you get 12 more games or 25 games in. If the Pistons have, you know, 16 losses, 15, 16 losses at the 25-game mark, a quarter of the way in, where the rest of the season they can only really lose another... Eh, ballpark 20 games if they want to comfortably get in the playoffs. That's uh, that's not a very comfortable feeling. And I think that's why there's a lot of freaking out. I think people may understand. The, well, I shouldn't say people do understand. Rational people understand there's injuries. They understand that Blake's playing into game shape. But then they also understand this team is 4-9. and nine. And... They are not trending in the right direction. And it's okay. How many more games do they get before all of a sudden they're at 12, 15, 17, 20 losses, and your season's kind of over? The good thing for Detroit is they get some time off until Wednesday. And this the schedule for them, yeah, they play the Bucs uh, you know, in the coming week. But... The rest of the schedule is pretty light. They get the Hornets, who obviously they lost to in a buzzer beater, but that's a team that they should be able to beat. They get Cleveland, Chicago, uh, you know, teams of that nature that are on the you know lighter side of the league, the, the weaker side. It should be an opportunity for Detroit to build themselves into a rhythm and to build that chemistry and to recoup some of those early season losses. You talk about the schedule coming ahead. And you get you go to Chicago. Not easy to play, you know, in Chicago, but at the same time, it's a manageable game. You get Atlanta, who struggled. Yes, you go to Milwaukee. You could scratch next Saturday as a loss at Milwaukee, but beyond that, the Pistons should be able to figure out. Oh, wait, to win the next, you know, f- what four out of five? They're playing winnable games. They, yeah. you know, that's that's the thing. They're playing games that they can win. We've and talked about winnable games already on this podcast so far, and it hasn't worked out well. That's though. also true. That's also very so true. So you can't expect anything right now. Don't expect wins. Don't expect losses. Just ride it out. Right? And what's – so what? what's the words of comfort here? What's the words of like – like how long, though, can you believe this and buy into this everything's, you know – Okay, and even if everything's not okay, everything's going to get better. They're going to get healthy. Like at some point, people are gonna hit that. I panic get it. Button. No, I get it. And, and, and everything's gonna be fair. Everything's not okay. You know, they're four and nine. It's a bad start to the season. It's not okay. Uh, but at the end of the day, Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose are back. And yeah, you know, they, you know, they sat out the game against Miami after coming back against Minnesota. But it seems like that was just that. They didn't want him to come back and play a back-to-back right away. So now, 
I, you know, it looks like they're all everyone's healthy besides Reggie Jackson, and I guess maybe now Tony Snell, who's been a pretty good player for the Pistons so far this year. So we'll see where he's at. But he left the game with you know a hip or groin injury. I'm pretty sure uh, against Charlotte. So we'll see where he's at. But for him and for the Pistons, you know, they have until Wednesday when they play next. So they'll have some time to get him healthy and they get some time to rest and let other teams play the amount of games that Detroit's played. But they're getting healthy. And now that you have Blake back and you have Derrick Rose back, there should be an opportunity for them to be able to get into form and play and see where it goes from there. Everything's not okay. I'm not saying that. That's not my opinion. It's not It's not good. But it's different from things aren't good to they need to blow it up. No, agree. It's not good. I, if we've been giving that impression, excuse me and excuse Aaron. It's not good. This is... Bad. 4-9 is bad, but it's circumstances. It's circumstantial. What's been going on? This team is finally, in a way, getting healthy with Blake and Derek, like you said. Now let's see how they how they put it together. So you kind of look at the roster and you look at this. What effect does this have on Andre Drummond? Let's say the Pistons continue to be below average. They, at best, get to be an average team. And Drummond's played well. Does this affect Detroit potentially signing him long-term, though? Does this affect the you know the, his future and, and the direction that the Pistons go long-term? Is, this, is, is that fair to say? Drummond wants to be in Detroit. I don't know if I want Drummond in Detroit, but Drummond wants to be in Detroit. So I think win or lose... He's going to, as long as the Pistons are willing to throw him that money he wants, he will re-sign with Detroit. I don't know what kind of money I want the Pistons to give Drummond right now, considering how inconsistent he's been. Um, but I think the that he's he's been very vocal about wanting to remain with the Pistons. So, so what's what's the next step? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I, I sit here and I watch this team. And it's been it's it's been some okay, some tough to watch basketball. I, I look at the first several games of the season and I go, man, even though we lost a few, like that team was like kind of fun to watch. Like they were moving the ball, they were sharing the basketball, they were moving at a good pace. I'm really interested to see how this offense operates when Blake is back and fully integrated and does it change things for the better or for the worse? And that's not a knock on Blake. It's not saying that Blake's you know, not the best player on the roster. It's just, is it what's best for this Detroit unit? It absolutely is. There's no, there's no, there's no season this year that's a, a, a more successful season in terms of wins for the Pistons where Blake Griffin isn't on the floor. Blake... If the Pistons want to succeed at their highest capabilities, Blake Griffin needs to be on the floor. Um, but for where the Pistons go from here, it's honestly it's just a wait and see kind of deal. There's not much else that can be said. They're they're healthy now. It's on to Wayne Casey to shore up his rotations, make sure this team is making the right you know it has the right defensive scheme, doing those things. That's on Dwayne Casey and company to handle. Uh, but for the talent-wise, Detroit is, is healthy, minus Reggie Jackson. They have their best player on the court. They have another key player in Derrick Rose back on the court. Now we just kind of have to wait and see, and you have to be a little bit of pa- be a little bit patient and give them time to play basketball. Brendan, you, 
earlier you were mentioning about you know silver linings and what's some possibly good news some good news would be that your younger players are actually developing guys like Luke Kennard Bruce Brown I mean Luke Kennard I think looks fantastic he does does he still have some moments where it looks like the confidence is waning a little sure but he looks fantastic Bruce Brown has found himself at point guard that's a point guard that is not a shooting guard so we see these two pieces for the future. Granted, we don't want to talk about the future. We want to talk about now because we still think, hey, maybe there's something there with the Pistons. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about going back on some silver linings here. You've got some young pieces that are starting to play ball. Yeah. And hopefully they can continue growing and helping this team in the now and not just the future. Okay. Is Bruce Brown the point guard of the future for Detroit? As of right now, yeah. Okay. Because that's like, you want something to be excited about to me. Hey, we could potentially get Reggie Jackson healthy, try to move him. I I don't even care what you get. It's just a matter of taking the next step in your identity of Bruce Brown's our point guard. You know? I mean, he he reads the floor well. His shot is getting better. He's getting more aggressive on his attack to the rim and actually finishing a little bit. He's still playing great defense. And it allows you to play Bruce and Luke on the floor at the same time. And not on the wings. Okay. And not being undersized wings. Come on. Listen, if you're listening right now, you have to be smiling just a little bit. We were looking for some silver lining, some feel good. And I know we were talking about something else, but that just kept coming up in my head. What can we talk about that makes us feel a little bit better? Right. We have two young pieces that look like they're really finding their way right now. And then, you know, I don't know what you'll get for for Reggie. You probably won't get much. But it'd be nice to get something in return. Honestly, even if it just is like a minimal rotational piece and a second-round pick, just to give you something. But do I get a, get, get a, a backup center? Yeah. Get a backup wing. I don't know. But to identify... If you're, if you're comfortable moving forward without Reggie Jackson, which I'm not sure if I am yet... But if you're comfortable moving forward with Reggie Jack without Reggie Jackson, then you try to trade him for a backup three or a backup five because those are your weak points on the roster right now where when you go to the bench, you just don't know what you're going to get. Well, here's where we circle everything together. We've talked about building around injury-prone players and the problem with it. The fact is Reggie Jackson has been hurt so much in his time in Detroit. And it's not that Reggie doesn't have ability, but what do you do at the end of this year? But Reggie needs to sign a new deal. Do you give him significant money for him to remain the starting point guard? That's the the thing. That's the thing. Even though I don't know if I'm comfortable with the Pistons moving on from Reggie Jackson this year, I don't see a way where he's back with them next year unless he comes back and goes on a personal tear. I mean, he'd he'd have to play really well. Because I think Detroit's seen, and I, I'm with them, they've seen enough out of Bruce Brown where that's where Bruce Brown needs to be playing for the rest of his time in a Piston uniform. He needs to be getting his minutes at the point guard spot. And Derrick Rose, when he plays, has looked pretty good. Even though he may have single-handedly cost him the Charlotte game. Uh, you know, Other than that, he's been pretty good. But it's just it's a tough thing with Reggie Jackson. I don't think the Pistons are anticipating or expecting to pay him, to re-sign him. But at the end of the day, I still think they need him this year, as as weird as that is. I, I don't even understand, honestly, 
how it's a question if they're bringing Reggie Jackson back next year. They're at, I, I'm planting my flag in the ground right now. They are not. They're not giving him the money at all. They have no interest in it. Yeah. If they did, we would already be hearing the talks about that. Like, we hear the talks, not maybe as much about Drummond, but we'd be hearing it. There is no interest in bringing Reggie Jackson back. But to the same point, I am with Aaron and when he says he needs to be back for the rest of this year. It's a, I do feel like it's still a better team with Reggie Jackson out there. The thing is, here, here's here's my thought. Let's say Reggie comes back this year and he plays good basketball. And now you leave the front office with the decision of, man, do we give Reggie another another contract? Do we give him another chance? And then, okay, you bring Reggie back and he starts over Bruce Brown. Or Bruce Brown plays the two and not the one. Now Luke Kennard doesn't start. Or Bruce Brown doesn't start. Or... What are you doing giving money to Reggie Jackson when you have D. Rose and you have Bruce Brown and you maybe have a guy like Jordan Bone that can come up and be a third point guard for your roster? I just I just don't see a future for I don't see a future where the Pistons are offering so, Jackson. So my point then becomes I don't want that to even be a thought. I don't. I need I, I just need the Pistons to excommunicate Reggie. It's not personal. It's not. It's not that Reggie can't play. He could go somewhere else and be successful, I'm sure. But it's a matter of you have to make a decision for the future of your franchise. And if Bruce and Luke are two young pieces of your starting lineup going forward, then you've got to invest in that. And you've got to give them the chance to play together and build that chemistry together so... Eventually, you can find a way to win with them together on the floor. And that's fine. That's fine. But if you're... Are you saying get rid of Red Jackson for good this year? Who yes. cares if he's healthy? He's not playing in a Pistons yes. uniform anymore. Yes. Like, he's done. His last game was when he got Correct. injured. That's 100% okay. what I'm saying. Then, how, why aren't you trying to trade Blake Griffin at that point then, too? Then I think you do. I'll be, okay. That's fine with me. Okay. I like Blake. I love... I shouldn't say I like. I no, love I Blake. think this pod loves Blake. I love Blake. And having Blake in Detroit is really exciting. And having Blake in a Piston uniform is... is it's, it's awesome. There's no doubt about it. And I'm not coming out here today saying, hey, Piston's got to blow it up. Piston's got to trade Blake. But I'll tell you what. Get rid of Reggie and listen to offers for Blake... You don't have to take them. Don't right. take it till you get the right one, or don't take it at all. But, but mo- the first step is moving on from Reggie. That's the know, first step. But it's just because I feel this is a better team with Reggie Jackson in the lineup. They are. They are. Can we agree to that, Aaron? Every year, it's the same story. When Reggie Jackson plays, the Pistons are a better team. Every single year, the win-loss record ratio favors Reggie Jackson being in the starting lineup. And that's my point. If you're waving the white flag there, you're waving the white flag on the season, I feel like. So, it, I, if that's what I have to do for this franchise then, okay, to take the right I step forward, I just make sure I then I'm okay with doing that. Okay. Then I'm okay with doing I'm that. Not just, I'm not mad at you. I'm just yeah. making sure I know where you're then at. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with doing that then. Because Reggie Jackson has gotten hurt time and time and time again. This is not a Reggie Jackson can't play argument. This is not a, hey, Reggie's a bad point guard. Because early on, I, I couldn't stand watching Reggie. I couldn't because he was so laissez-faire and he was so just streaky and whatever. 
it's really gotten to a point of you can't keep the guy on the floor. You can't keep him on the floor. And if you're not, if there's no way to bring him back next year, then pull the band-aid off. Rip it off. I, I all right. I, I mean, I disagree. I, I disagree. But so, what do you disagree on? I'm not saying that they aren't a better team with well, Reggie on the floor. I disagree but, with the. I disagree. I disagree with. They need to get rid of Reggie Jackson. I disagree with because they need to get rid of, rid of Reggie Jackson, and they also need to start listening to offers for Blake Griffin. I'm just you not, should. Can I just say you should always be listening to offers for Blake Griffin? Okay, a difference between there's a difference between listening to offers and like pursuing an offer. I didn't say they had to pursue. I said they had to start listening. They had to really start listening though. Pursuing to me seek, means seek them out. Listening to them was your, your phone should always be on. Well, yeah, I mean, it, your phone should always be on for every, literally every player in the league, not named like LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi. Okay. You know, Blake's not a top five player in the league, so you should always be listening to trade offers for every, you know. Everyone. I didn't know if that was your stance on that, okay. But I don't know. I, I, it's a, I feel like everyone's just in a very weird state right now because of how the season has started. It's not what was anticipated. It's not what was talked about. It was. It's literally... Worst case scenario in every regard. Right. Blake being hurt and missing pretty much the whole start of the season. Yeah. Derek Rose missing more than just a load management game here, a load management game there. Uh, you know, Reggie getting hurt. Two Reggie games getting in. hurt two games and losing to Charlotte on a buzzer beater in a game where you absolutely should have put them to bed right. early on. Right. Like just, just everything about it. Thon not. I mean, not that their expectations were Thon were anything, but like. Him not getting any better yeah. at all. In fact, it looks like regressing. To to what though? Like it's just everything about it. It's, yeah, it's all been worst case scenario, and I get it. So it does seem like the sky's falling. But what have we said so many times? And what do people say just in general all the time? It's never as bad as it seems. It's never as good as it seems. Water will find its level here, and then we have to see when when that water does find its level, what this team really is, and right. then you can make a true assessment. Of what really needs to happen. Let's say the Pistons blew up their roster and only kept... Like, let's say that they could keep the core guys they wanted to keep with and then have empty roster spaces. Just for talking purposes. What is their young core? What are the guys that they're keeping? Bruce. Luke. Uh, I mean, is, is Christian Wood part of that core they keep? That's a question, isn't it? Because right now I find myself saying... Luke Kennard, Sekou Dumboya, Bruce Brown. I didn't count Sekou because he's with the drive, but yeah, that's okay. I'm talking about as a fran- you know, your for your franchise moving forward. You're you know, you're basically restarting your team, but you can keep the guys you want to be as part of your young core for your rebuild. It's Luke Kennard, Bruce Brown, Sekou Dumboya. I would hold on to Christian Wood because I think he's a he's a player and he's only twenty three years old. But then are you keeping Svi? Are you gonna Continue your flyer with Kyrie Thomas. Well, you know what else? Jordan Bone. Do you consider him? I mean, you traded. You traded for to now. Get yeah, him. you hold on to Bone. I don't know about. I don't. I, I don't. I probably know on Kyrie. No, maybe for I mean, me, Luke, Bruce, Sekou. That's it, really. Those are the only three locks. Those are locks. Christian Wood is interesting. Jordan Bone is another interesting one because you traded for him. On top of, he is too good already to be in the G League. But is he good enough to be? Is he one of those? 
in between. It's like in baseball right. when they say someone's a 4A player. They're too good for AA, AAA. They're just way too dominant, but they get to the majors. And, and they, they just can't, can't do it. They can't do it. They're a 4A player. What is Jordan Bone? We have to see. Because I think he's already too good for the G League. Right. Three games in, four games in, whatever it is. He's playing very well, and I expect that to continue. But can he do it in the NBA? So he's interesting there, and you have to give him a chance because you traded for him. But after that, you've got the three locks and the two maybes. Svee's expendable. Kyrie's expendable. Yep. So what's this lead to? I don't know. I'm just curious because we've talked about, you know, blowing it up, restarting, and I'm just curious what your core going into that rebuild is. And, yes, but, you know, you trade Blake, you trade Andre, you get young pieces or, or picks back, of course, obviously. But I'm just curious what the what you feel who's like the Pistons yeah. have moving forward in that right. direction. So I want to I go back to my Reggie point for a minute because I just I want to – because, Aaron, you made a couple comments how you disagree, and I just want to figure out where – how far along we agree and where, we, where that fork in the road is. So, you know – we, I think we both agree this team today is better with Reggie Jackson on the floor than not on the floor, correct? Yes. And we also both agree that Bruce Brown has solidified himself as a point guard for the Detroit Pistons, correct? Yes. So at the end of this season, we feel it's the best move for Detroit to move forward with Bruce Brown, uh, Derrick Rose, and then whether it be Tim uh, Frazier or Jordan Bone to be determined as your third point guard. But Bruce Brown should move forward as the starting point guard of the Detroit Pistons. Yes or no? Yes, if Bruce continues to get better. Because he's not so been... That's, 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 that's... Okay, I'm with you. Let's say he could... On the, on the assumption that, yes, he maintains this level of where he's established himself as a point guard, and then he's proven he can do it. Yes. Okay. So that would then also lead us to agree that there is no place for Reggie Jackson on the Detroit Pistons so that he will not be brought back next season. Correct. So where do we disagree on, hey, why would we like, why would we stick with Reggie Jackson right now if as long as Bruce maintains why why would we why and we're not well, going to bring him back. Bruce has to get continue to get better. Bruce has looked good in some games. He's also looked lost in others. He's got to continue to grow and continue to get those reps, which he's getting right now at point guard. There will always be minutes for Bruce Brown at point guard. I promise you that. Even with Reggie Jackson back, there will always be minutes because then Derrick Rose will get rested or he'll miss games because he's injured or he'll be on his minutes restriction. And there will be times where Bruce Brown can get to spend time at both point guard and shooting guard. Right, but if we want to move forward with Bruce at the one and Luke at the two, and that is the that's the two we want to move forward with in the starting lineup down the road for the Pistons when you talk about that young core, right? Then that leaves no spot for Reggie, and if it leaves no spot for Reggie, what's the point of him taking the minutes away from Bruce Brown right now? And I know, yes, there will be minutes for Bruce Brown, but that starter... Every night, you're the guy minutes. Because Reggie Jackson is better than Bruce Brown right now. And if the Pistons are trying to win, which they are, you put your best players on the court. And again, there will always be minutes for Bruce Brown at the one and the two. But Reggie Jackson makes the Pistons a better team. And if they're trying to win this year, which they are, Reggie Jackson will be on the court for them. Well, I guess it'll be interesting to see where the Pistons are at when Reggie starts to get 
healthy and in a position to return because I just I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I want us I wanna see the Pistons win. I really do. I, I'm not saying I want to see them tank and blow everything up, but if Bruce is gonna be the point guard of the future and we, we want to give him that chance and we want to play Bruce and Luke on the floor together, because Luke Kennard's at some point gotta be a starter. He's gotta be your starting two. And if he's got to be your starting two, then Bruce has either got to go or he's got to be your starting point guard. And he started to find himself as a starting point guard. So at some point, the Pistons got to make that move. It's we're it, we're stuck in purgatory like yeah. we've been for the last twelve years. We are where we were last year with what do the Pistons really do? Blow it up, keep moving forward. The year before, when are we going to fully tank? Right? How are we going to keep moving forward? It, we're it's, just stuck in purgatory right and now. And the thing is. If the Pistons bring Reggie Jackson, for the Pistons to win this year, if it requires bringing Reggie Jackson back so that we sign him to another deal uh, and prolong this and maintain purgatory, then I don't want to win this year. If that's what the line is, there, I will I, wave my white flag. The Pistons, I I don't see any scenario where Reggie Jackson's back in the Pistons uniform next year. So what are I your, just don't. What, so Ryan, what are your thoughts? Do you think it, so? You, are you? I know you said earlier you're with Aaron. You still agree with him that Reggie comes back this year and it makes the Pistons better, and that's what you would want to see, or or what? I have no problem necessarily with them wanting to try to win for one final push with this this team this right now. But like, that's fine by me. If Reggie comes back healthy and he's able to get it going a little bit, and the team finds the rhythm, fine. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. So, because it is the numbers show that they are a better team with Reggie Jackson on the court. That being said, unless he literally leads them to the Eastern Conference Finals and they're battling to go the NBA champion, uh, the NBA championship games or uh, series, which they're not, not he's not coming back. They can win a series with him. He will not be back. Right. It's it's not happening. So that's, there's no scenario. Well, that's so that. Back. Well, that's my concern. They go out and win a playoff series. You're telling me they just let Reggie walk? Yes. Okay. Yes. If this front office is not sold on him, he, they haven't been able to move him because there's not takers for him. If that's the case, I'm on. That's board. not being said publicly, and this is not me hating on Reggie Jackson. I very much like Reggie Jackson. He takes. I've been very much a critic of him, but at the same time, he takes way too much crap from fans saying how horrible of a teammate is. He's probably one of the best teammates in the Pistons franchise. Over the last decade. He's a great guy. And he's made the team better. In a way. A, a little bit. But it's it's they're not moving forward with him. Right. They're just not. Well, so, so I'll buy into, hey, if Reggie Jackson comes back, makes the Pistons better, they compete this year, they get to a playoff series that they competed and or win, uh, but they're not bringing him back at the end of the year, like Reggie is gone, I could be all over that. But the fear for me is that Reggie what, comes back. What has back. this front office done that makes you fear that they're going to make that call? Maybe they haven't done anything, but maybe it's Blake says, I want Reggie. Maybe Blake Why would Blake do that? Why would Blake say that? Maybe that increases his short-term chance to win in Detroit. Blake Griffin's smart. We've talked about this. He is. We've talked about he this is, too much. But Blake also wants to win. And if the Pistons are a better team with Reggie Jackson, Blake wants to win. Blake's not looking I, at five I, years down the road for the Pistons. No, no, he's not. You're His right. window and, is and the I'm next positive, two years. I'm positive, and it's nothing against Detroit. If that's where his is, you know, I want to win, like where that is at for him, 
he's just going to ask for a trade. Yeah. He's going to put and it And I there. hope that he's smart enough to realize, yeah, Reggie's not the difference of an NBA Finals or a second-round exit for this team. It's the difference of a playoff series or it's a, it's a difference of the second round or not making the playoffs. You yes. know what I mean? That's the difference. Um, maybe the first round. Maybe not even, second round's a the stretch. First round, the that's, first a, round. that's a first round, you know? It, it, he's he's too smart. He understands. He wants to win. If he he will he will put his trade request in and his demand in if he sees ultimately that's where it's at. Right. So I I, I guess we can kind of end it with that. If no no, you have something else you want to add? We here? have to talk about Seku in the G League. Oh okay yeah we can we can hit on that. We have to talk about Seku. 16.6 16. points in twenty two minutes per game. Scoring at will, 54% from the field, 36% from beyond the arc, 3.6 rebounds, 1.2 assists. Uh, You know, I think I'd like him to cement himself a little bit more in these games, especially on the glass and defensively, but he's still learning how to play professional basketball. Uh, We said it last week, I'm going to remind everyone again, Sekou Domboyo would be the youngest player in the Big Ten this year if he was in if he was playing college basketball he is incredibly young he's the youngest player in the nba so take time with him give him a chance to develop he's looking good he's showing some things off he's going to continue to get to go down in the g league and perform and get reps and i'm very happy that this is the route the pistons are taking with him and they are letting him go down in the g league and letting him play games rather than holding him up with the main roster and not letting him get reps and letting him sit on the bench like what would have happened under Stan Van Gundy. Again, just goes to, it's just another thing that shows the new regime has their heads a little bit more screwed on in that in this that kind of regard. If anything, this Seku stuff in the G League should be giving everyone hope. Like you said, youngest guy in the NBA would be the youngest guy in the Big Ten. This is a guy who's still learning the game, and he's still putting these numbers up. It's, it's it's hopeful. He's still very raw, and there's still a lot of work. And yes, we do want to see him cement himself more in these games. Absolutely, but he's just he's everything about it. New country, new language, youngest player around, all of it. Five years playing the game of basketball. There's so much hope here with this guy. And they're handling it so well. If he can figure it out, it's going to be so exciting. Shout out to Jordan Bone, too. My guy's averaging like 23 and 10. Like I said, with Jordan Bone, he's not going to be in the G League next year. Maybe he finishes the year out this year, sure, just to keep getting the reps and all that. Um, But he won't be in the G League next year. There will be a spot for him on this roster. Well, not if you have Reggie back. Jesus, Brennan's really Brennan's, <laughs> Every podcast, Every. I think we're just going to talk about Reggie Jackson being on the Pistons this year and next year for 40 minutes. I think that's just what we're going to do every I podcast. I just had to end. I had to say it. I had to say it. But, uh, no, the Seku thing's really exciting because it's going to take time. And I, 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 what I'm thinking is people are going to start going, well, let's just get Seku up. I just want to see it. No, you can't do that. You don't want to rush him up. Uh, but it's very, very optimistic to see what he's been able to produce uh, in the G League this year, and then Jordan Bone as well, um, you know, and you never know. I, I mean, let's say there's more injuries to D Rose, whatever. Jordan Bone could spend some significant time up with the Pistons this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there, there should be opportunities with with the way the roster is constructed and the injuries that happen. 
there could be an opportunity for Jordan Bone. Um, but that's not what I'm holding out for. You know, Bruce Brown should get minutes. And then you hope 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 you have one of your other two point guards healthy and Derrick Rose and Reggie Jackson. Uh, but other than that, just give this team some time to figure it out. Let's not let's not be pulling the fire alarm after 13 games. The only thing I want to say to add and finalize your point there, people have been waiting a long time for the Pistons. They've been waiting for this core. The Reggie Andre Tobias. Then you move on. You have the Reggie Andre Blake. And I know that we're still moving along, and you can't you can't expect the world. But in fairness, people have been waiting a long time, and we've been saying for a long time, "Hang tight, it's coming, it's coming." So to get a little restless, to get a little uneasy, I, I very much understand. I think the big message is, you know, just keep a little hope. Keep a little hope. It's okay to be frustrated, but keep a little hope. Things at some point, I think Ryan said it best, you know, it's never as good or as bad as it seems. The water will level. And when the water levels, we will know. We'll know where we stand. We'll know where we're really at and if Blake Griffin will still be here by the end of the season. We'll know. So stay patient on that front. Stay hopeful. Um and let's see. I mean, we talked. The Pistons have some winnable games on the schedule coming up, but they've had a few winnable games on the schedule the past couple weeks that have not gone their way. So we shall see what the Pistons are able to do. But currently sitting at 4-9, and nine, hopefully a little bit better when we're talking with you next week. Until then, before you go, be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe to the pod. Check out palaceofpistons.com. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, or on Twitter at Palace of Pistons, Instagram at Palace Pistons. You can follow Aaron on Twitter at A Johnson NBA, Ryan at Ryan Pay, myself at Media Brendan. Um, you know, but leave us some comments, give us your feedback, stay hopeful, and uh, hopefully the Pistons were able to get the job done a couple times this week, and we're a little more positive talking Pistons basketball next time here on the Palace of Pistons podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.